everyone, Dave and Jeff, look at this. Back-to-back shows. Hey. Look. Hey. <laughs> look at that. We used to be suckers and work five shows a week. Oh, what a jerk. <laughs> uh, with the schedule. I think you and I are going out separate, but we're both going to the Padre game tomorrow. Do you know where you're sitting? I do, actually. Um, I'll tell you after the show. Why? You don't want to be bothered by a miserable Padre fan? Well, I'm taking my sons out there. Oh, gotcha. So Good t- seats. Yeah, I got great seats okay. tomorrow night. Uh, thank you to my main man, Chris Carlin, who hooked me up. Uh, birthday gift for tomorrow nice. night. So uh, my man Carlin hooked me up, and I'm very thankful. You know, I do not have tickets for the game yet. I think you'll be fine. You think I'll be able to get in? Yeah, I think you'll be able to get in. You know in. what I'm going to try and do? Is you just I- made a 1000 bucks, you dick. <laughs> I sent you your 100 bucks today. I hope you saw Did it. Really? Yeah, I hope you saw the memo. It said, fuck you, Andy Green. <laughs> <laughs> People, like I had a wire palais, 100 bucks today. Yeah. And you got this memo where you could just write it. And I just write the memo. Fuck you, Andy Green. And then I think I'd change it. I was like, oh, I better not put that. His wife probably works at the bank. So I just changed it to screw you, Andy Green. Dude, that's funny. So when I was in college, I had three male roommates. Okay. Okay. So basically, it, it was set up where people had bills. Let's say you did SDG and yeah. I did sure. Cox Cable, whatever. And you'd have to write checks to each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we always put in the memo. Shit, All the time. Hand job. You know what I mean? <laughs> Blow drop, whatever. And then you go, ah, it's so fucking funny. You know, I think it's hilarious. But then you're like, dude, you're the one that paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, like, all right. Along those lines, I've got something that we got to get cleared up. Okay, hold on. I want to ask you, though, about the game real quick. Sure. I'm going to try. I've never done this before. Have you ever used that Game Time app? I've never used Game Time. I've used StubHub. Me too. Um. People keep saying you're going to get a great deal on whatever. So I just, I've never yeah. tried it that way. I was Wait just curious. Wait till the end. Wait till the end. Just what? Because that's what I was asking you. You're the king of going to games and shit like yeah. that. Like two hours before right. the game starts, you, you buy the there. ticket. Yeah, all the time. Patience pays off. Great article in Sports Illustrated that had uh, a couple of weeks back from Steve Russian, who's one of my favorite writers, yeah. Minneapolis guy, writes for Sports Illustrated. We'll start here and then we'll circle around to what I got to get to. <laughs> And he wrote about Dave talking about game time app and all this shit. He talked about the demise of the paper ticket, the paper yep. ticket, and wrote this article, and you can probably find it online, how it used to be so fun to get a paper ticket. You would go, and he talks about going to wherever, but for all of us here, you either went to May Company or Macy's or when I worked at the Sporting Goods Store in Encinitas High Five, we had uh, Teleseat, which was the Padres version, Ticketron, whatever the case may be, Innerworld and Oceanside. I could tell you exactly where you used to go for all this shit. Oh, explain to me how this works exactly, because obviously as a kid, I remember the ticket. You go and yeah. they tear it. You get to keep the tickets up. Right. So you guys literally had the tickets in your hand at your at High Five? We had, uh, we had uh, the computer. It okay. was one of the coolest days for me as a high school kid working at this job. Like it, I remember two things that are so funny about being a kid. Growing up in Minneapolis, I lived in an apartment complex, and we were one of the first complexes locally to get HBO. Yeah. And we were just kids. And there had been rumors that we were getting HBO, and everybody was excited about it. And I grew up in a really fun neighborhood. There were about 15 kids, boys, girls, various ages, in this complex, and we were all excited. And then one day, the dude showed up. The big the, the van, the truck? The van shows up, and this dude climbs up onto one of the top of the buildings and starts building like an 18-foot-high satellite antenna. Wow. And so we're watching, and then it's like full-on pressure on your parents, right? Like, we either have HBO or we're fucks. Yeah. We're fucking losers. <laughs> and uh, at so, the time, did your mom say you're getting it? We got it. I mean, did, she, did you know when before that guy showed up, when it cut, shows up, we're paying for it? Yeah, I think we knew relatively. Okay. We were in, it was like 10 bucks a month. Yeah. And... Uh, and I remember that day watching that dude. We were, again, we had to be younger than my sons are. My sons are 11. Yeah. I think we're like eight or nine watching it. 
Because we knew we're, when my mom fell asleep, we were going to see tits. You weren't seeing those. Damn, more. Damn right. Right. Hot dog, the movie. Yeah, all that shit. Spring break. Dressed to kill. Greatest movie ever. <laughs> Big Bad Mama. Also great. And uh, so that was a great day. But then working at High Five when the guy came in to put in Teleseat was outstanding. Yeah. Because we were a Padre ticket outlet for Encinitas. So we had the seating chart. You could go through and pick all your seats. Dude, it was great for us. It brought so much more foot traffic into the store. Do you guys get a percentage of... Okay, yeah, so you got... Absolutely. Not only did you get the foot traffic, but you also got a percentage yeah, of all like the tickets sold. a couple of bucks a ticket. Okay, here's a, the question for you. I got so many different ones on this, how this worked. So let's say you get someone in there. Mm-hmm. That doesn't know shit about baseball, but they're buying tickets for their grandkids. Oh, yeah. We always hooked them up. We took okay. care of them. But how long did it take them to fucking oh, pick a goddamn, goddamn seat? Forever. They're choking you out. Forever. But remember, these were the Padre teams of the late 80s. There wasn't that much excitement. like the. And you're playing at Jack Murphy, so there's 50,000 seats yeah. available, and ticket prices were nothing, man. You could get in. Six but, bucks. Yeah, pretty close. What was cool about it, Dave, is my mom loved Neil Diamond. My mom loved Neil Diamond. And however it worked, he came to the arena. We were the outlet. It's the one day I remember going to open. And there were people waiting for me out front. There were like 10 people waiting because that was the day his tickets were going on sale. And I said, hey, give me a minute. I just got to set up my cash drawer. I got to do everything. I'll be ready to go in just a minute. And I went in and I fucking didn't open the door until I got her two seats. Yeah. And I got her two seats on the floor. That's awesome. Like row 10 and it was great. I took her and we had a great time. How much? Oh, shit. I don't think it was 40 bucks a really? ticket. I, maybe 25, 30. Um, really, really fun. But the article that Steve Russian wrote, and I guarantee you all of you have at least one thing. I have a ton of them are paper ticket stubs. I have all my credentials, which are a little different, at least the majority of them. But when my sons go to Lake Elsinore Storm Games or Gulls Games or whatever, we usually will keep them and hang on to them and use them as a bookmark. And now the point of the article was great, that in the digital e-ticket world, kids that are my son's age don't really know. But... You and I talked about it uh, a couple of weeks ago, being a season ticket holder. I'm going to a Rams game Sunday. I'm going to the Rams-Bucks game. Yep. My buddy Rob Henney is a season ticket holder, and he is sent this whole presentation box as a season ticket holder from the Rams. They're all gorgeous pieces of art. Uh, Padres have tickets like that, the whole thing. And I know we're going green, the whole thing. But for me, it's kind of a drag. That that if I want to take them to the WWE in a couple of weeks, the fucking racket sports arena um, charges you twenty five bucks if you buy tickets online to hold tickets at will call twenty five bucks wow. fee. Wow, bullshit! And it was just That's kind crazy, of, man. Yeah, and it was just kind of like, wait a minute, if I'm going to a Clippers game, if my sons are going to a Clippers game. They don't, they don't want an e-ticket. They want a stub. So when they get older, they're like, oh, yeah, that's the game I was at with my dad on that day when I saw Kawhi and Paul George play fill-in-the-blank. And uh, it was great. I loved it. So a couple of weeks ago in Sports Illustrated. but I used to take the tickets when I was a kid, and I would put tape on the back, and I'd stick them on the wall. Like I'd almost right. like wallpaper my room with... But don't, don't everybody around our age somewhere... Have a photo album with your to. stubs, you with know your what? concerts and everything. Lionel Richie. Yeah, I, it's funny. I used to, I used to do that when I was like in high school. No, but and you then, still have it, or that no, thing get trashed? It's it's somewhere. It's probably with around, my, right? it's probably with my high school yearbooks, which yeah. I haven't looked at in forever. So you know what I mean? Now it, it's it's one of those things. Whereas as you can see, I've done a lot to move around here in the garage. It looks no, great, nothing, unbelievable. As my wife said today, this place literally looks worse today than it did yesterday. Yeah. Okay, relax. What do you mean? Yeah, you well, calm the I fuck down. Did I have to take? You have to move anything off your chair? I think she's brilliant. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> calm down. It's my Bo Woods impression. Yeah. <laughs> <Fuck it. laughs> so, 
so I'm trying to get rid of a lot of shit. It's funny is the the old shows which I'll get to are at the highest point in my garage, yeah. and I, and I'll look through those because you keep asking me for the 9/11 shows. Um, otherwise, there's a lot of shit I just want to get rid of. I mean, yeah. just a lot of stuff. It's funny. Brian Curry, as I said, mm-hmm. who was he was in our house just the other day, and he was looking through things and. He, Went in uh, Josh's room. Josh is staying with us as he's saving to buy a house one day. And he goes, I've never seen anyone leave less of a footprint than you. And right. To Josh. He goes, dude, all you have are your clothes, your shoes. Like, you could get out, like, now. Yeah, leave. And, I, and, I, and he said, Josh said to me later on, he said, do you hold on to a lot of stuff? And I go, man, I used to hold on to a lot more. Like, I used to collect newspapers, mm-hmm. everything else. And then I said, I started realizing I don't go back and look. They take up a lot of space. I mean, a lot of it's a fucking fire hazard. Yeah. And then um, the, you see people who are younger that are minimalist. Yeah. That only live with what they need at that moment, which I, I kind of admire. Because when you see those shows, those hoarder shows, they freak the hell out of you. Yeah. I have. Look, I, I fucking yelled at my kid tonight. It was great. Just yelled at <laughs> oh, him. For what? I'll tell you why. Because, <clears throat> look, it's his problem. I'm right. And uh, I yelled at him and I yelled at his mom because when they were growing up, and I, I've mentioned this in the past, from kindergarten through fifth grade, every year, Dave, I would go, you've got them right here next to me. Yeah. Small storage tubs from Target. Yeah. I would go, I would be in charge of them, and I would label them kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third grade. And in there would be... Art projects, homework, um, newspapers of... They're, they're a time capsule of that year. Yeah. Pictures, game programs, right? Different shit that we did during that year would be the time capsule. When I moved out, they stopped doing it. I was like, you know what? Go fucking ahead. <laughs> because in 20 years... Wait, who are you yelling at your wife? I yelled at both of them. Well, they aren't gonna. Your kids aren't gonna do it. Oh, you should see their backpack. Everything's just jammed in there, the whole thing. So my son, I said to my son tonight, um, we're talking about different things. Yeah, he had perfect attendance in elementary school for six years. Yeah. Daisy was sick. He grinded it out. He went and got it, and uh, there was a little bit of confusion at the end. But Rolando said, yeah, we're recognizing him. He's getting it. He got a certificate. And they said, look, we didn't get his trophy done for him, but we'll get it and we'll bring it to his middle school. I said, cool. He earned it. Yeah, okay. What are you yelling at me for? I'm yelling in general. <laughs> Don't be so fucking sensitive. So I already much, got one guy. There's I so much hate behind this. I know. I already got one guy <laughs> going to talk off the ledge tonight. I don't need you too. I just sent you a hundred bucks. <laughs> Do it with a smile. Yeah, oh yeah, that's exactly what I did it with. So I talked to my son tonight. I go, did you get that trophy? He goes, nah, I didn't get it. He goes, hang on, let me go ask mom. So he goes, hey, uh, dad's wondering if he ordered the trophy. And she goes, no. And I go, you know what, who gives a fuck, right? <laughs> he goes, look, I'm happy that I did it. I go, that's really cool. But you know what, you earned something. And your lazy bullshit attitude that's in that entire house now that nobody gives a shit about themselves except for themselves. I go, go ahead. But I go, I guarantee you when it showed up and in five years or 10 years or for your kids in 20 years, they would think that's kind of cool. But if you don't give a shit, I don't give a shit. And he said, why are you yelling at me? I go, because you've done nothing to go, hey, where's my trophy? Like, I go, it takes two seconds for you. If it's me, I said, if somebody owes me 20 bucks, I'm like, hey, where's my 20? Yeah. Like, can I get it? And I go, you don't give a shit. I go, I think it's kind of cool. You busted your ass for six years to do it. He goes, uh, man, I think you care more. I go, I care more today because I know you well enough to know that when it shows up, you would think it's cool. Right now, you don't know, and you're like, well, it's a plastic trophy. I go, you don't know what the fuck it is until you get it. And I go, you know what? If it shows up and it's a plastic trophy, then we'll hit your brother over the head with it. (laughs) But I go, I'm just so sick of this bullshit, lazy uh, attitude. Uh, Who gives a fuck? I don't give a shit. 
And he goes, are you mad at me or mom? I go, you're both fucking lazy. And neither one of you do shit. So what, okay, hold on. What's he supposed to do? Is he supposed to call the school himself? Well, that's what he said. I don't know the school's number. I go, your goddamn mom's in the next room. Go say, hey, mom, what are you doing? Put a little pressure on her. I go, goddamn, every night you freak out if she doesn't have ramen. (laughs) Where's the ramen? Jesus, where's the ramen? I go, you didn't miss school for six goddamn years. And you just shrug off a trophy. <laughs> we ought to ramen? He's like, I don't, I don't think I'm that bad. I go, you're pretty goddamn bad. I go, look, I don't care. <laughs> Your other sense in there, like, thank God I didn't get perfect attendance. Yeah. <laughs> this sucks. Well, oh, I laid into him too. Oh, no. Because he goes to Target with a friend of ours, and uh, she busted him. Yeah. And I'll tell this story. He's not going to like that I told this story. How's he going to know? He doesn't have a Because I'll tell him. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I'll tell him that I said it on the podcast. He got busted. She walked by, and he had snuck over by the Halloween candy, taken a little tear in a Halloween candy bag, and took a piece out. Did he? What what gun? Uh, I don't know what he got, but I said to him tonight, I go, dude, I'll tell you one thing that I hate more than anything. I hate liars and I hate thieves. And I said, here's a really funny thing. I said, the WWE is coming in a couple of weeks. I said, I told you I was going to take you. And I said, honestly, for four weeks, my plan was going to be that we were just going to go for it. And I was going to get you tickets on the floor. Like I go, your brother just wants to go and hang out. I just want to go and hang out. We could be in the back row, the upper level. But I go, whatever you pulled out of that bag cost you floor-level seats at WWE. And I go, I think you're a great guy who made a really bad mistake. So I said, next time you think about doing something like that, just say, hey, is this worth floor seats to the WWE? Is, um... And he goes like this. Long pause. All right. Oh. And I go, oh. <laughs> Hold on a So that's what started it. Yeah. He was the first guy I got on the phone. I was like, oh, all right. I go, hey, look, go ahead. Be a fucking thief all your life. Go ahead. So you said, yeah. go I go, who gives a shit? <laughs> that's great. I go, you know what? Here are the guys that I put together. Thieves, liars, quitters. They're all fucking losers. And I said, you're not a loser. So I go, if you want to sit there and act like you're too fucking cool to acknowledge that you made a mistake. And I said, here's the other thing. I go, I'll make this really clear to you and your brother. I go, I cuss at you probably too much. Who gives a shit? I go, you live a pretty good life. <laughs> I cuss at you too much. Who yeah. gives a shit? I go, I don't care. You live a pretty good life. And I said, I'll tell you one thing. You never go to bed at night going, God, I wonder what dad thinks about this. You know where I'm at all the time. And I said, I've never hit you. I've never spanked you. I've never done anything. But I said, you keep fucking up and I'm going to kick you so hard in the ass you're going to sleep on your stomach for two weeks. All right. Put your brother on the phone. I got shit to say to him, but it's fucking trophy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it makes me, listen, man. Yeah. Uh, as a parent, I am I have no fucking time for coddling these guys. They've never been hit. I don't do anything like that. There's no belt. I'm not Tyreek Hill, but I'm not goddamn Alan Thick either. Like I say to them, I lost my shit yesterday because we're going to lunch and his shirt is filthy and his nails are filthy. And I go, dude, whether you know it or not, there's a chance that somebody at that restaurant knows who the fuck we are. Yeah. And you walk in in a filthy t-shirt, your nails are a mess. That's a reflection on me. So if you want to go and hang out, watch the game, I'm happy to go. But if you look like shit, you can sit in the car. I go, I don't care. Like, clean up. Yeah, I, I yell them out all the time, but they live a pretty good life. Are they? Yeah, great life. Well, yeah. All right, here's here's my question. I always I never jump into how parents parent. You know what I mean? Right. It's not it's not my not my job to do it, and I'm not the, right. I'm not the greatest. I do the best I can. Like I, I just think do we it all with do those two. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. when you told the story, if you don't mind me jumping in, since you put it out there, is yeah. when he got caught taking the candy. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, you look at the value of things, okay, sure. what, whatever else. 
doesn't matter. Stealing, stealing, right? Right. That's what I would say to my kids. Stealing is stealing. Right. Someone's running a business. It's stealing. And because you stole, now they have to raise the price of for everybody else to make up for the weight you just cost. Correct. And in my day-to-day job, I deal with theft on a regular basis from guys in my store that I deal with that are ripped off and then I have to put out the fire. Exactly. And it makes me insane. So whether or not it starts with a 25 or a 10 cent fun size Snickers, but my feeling is if I just kind of shrug that off and and tussle your hair and be like, hey, buddy, be better, then you're like, who gives a shit? I'm going to treat that 25 cent Snickers like you just stole, uh, you know, uh, a a, a yeah, watch because stealing to me is stealing. It's I hate stealers. I hate liars and quitters are right there. And I just said to him. You made a mistake. We've all made mistakes. I've made plenty of them. Yeah, that's why it's called growing up. Right, and that's why I said I can't do anything you can't do anything about yesterday. But what I can tell you is very clearly how I feel about what you made and that I expect you to be better tomorrow. All right, so here's my question to you. is What upset you more, the fact that he made a bad decision or he didn't seem to care that he made a bad decision? Uh, that part. That Yeah, for me, that, that would bother part. me too. Out of everything you said in the story, that was the shocking part. Right. That part, I had a guy, I'll give you a, a funny work story to within uh, a certain window. I had a guy, really nice older gentleman, contacted me about a particular trading card about three weeks ago. And he said, hey, I can't find this card anywhere, but I've got one. Is it supposed to be in this set or is it a mistake? And I said to him, no, you're fine. It's supposed to be in that set. And he goes, well, I don't see it on the checklist. I go, no, it's good. You're there. Well, this guy continued to look for about three and a half weeks for this card. And he got back to me today and he goes, can you double check? And I go, yeah. So I find my guy. Yeah. Product development team. He goes, oh, dude, that's a mistake. It shouldn't have been in there. And I go, well, goddamn. Now I got to make a phone call. And that's why I did. I made a phone call and I go, look, I know you've been going crazy for three weeks trying to find this card. I just found out tonight it wasn't supposed to be in the set. And I go, look, I blew it. I whiffed. Yeah. And I go, I suck. And he (laughs) laughed and laughed. And I go, look, man, I'll just tell you this. I didn't intentionally send you down the wrong road, but that's why I'm calling you and not emailing you. Because I said, when I I whiff, I'm going to own it and tell you. And the guy was great. He goes, hey, man, I appreciate the call. I go, dude, you have no idea how shitty I feel that I made you look for a card that wasn't supposed to be in yeah. that set. The point of that being, Dave, is that the way these guys have been told since they were five years old is if a mistake happens, own it. Yep. Own it. Say, look, I blew it. We'll work out. It doesn't mean you're not going to face some sort of consequence, but we'll work it out. But if you lie about it, then I got to figure it out. Uh, then the consequence is going to be magnified. To me... Uh, his mom is probably thinking, God damn, you're going to take him for floor seats for, yeah, that's a fucking price, man. That's the price you pay. You steal overseas. They cut your hands off. Yeah. Like, yes, the consequence is going to be really magnified to what the crime is as a message sent to you. Don't do it again. Yeah. Uh, I'm not Adrian Peterson. I don't believe in going to get a swatch. I'm not Tyree kill. I don't believe in terrifying the kid where he's that. Or any other parent. But yeah, tonight when he's sitting there, he's like, fuck, I was going to be on the floor. And now I'm going to put him in the highest fucking seat I can find. Highest fucking seat I can find. Are you going to point out when you're there? You see? Oh, those yeah, seats right the- there. Yeah. That's where we were going. <laughs> oh, yeah, right there. Right there. Would have been right next to the guy that gave him the folding chair. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. Dude, he probably would have got one. Like, Because when you sit down low, they yeah. give you a chair that you can take home at yeah. night. That would have been his desk chair. Yeah, and hopefully it matters to him, but I don't know. Yeah. Damn. When you were a kid, did you ever take anything? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah and I've, I, Dave, to this day, it bugs me. That's funny you said that. I, I was going to say caught. the same thing. We got did caught you get at 7-Eleven, yeah. What did you take? Oh, shit. Was M&Ms it candy? Or like something? Yeah. yeah, fucking around. So when you got caught, what do they do? They call your mom or they just say, get the fuck out of here? They were really, uh, we knew the guy who worked there. Oh, that even sucks more. Right. And it just Because now sucked. you couldn't go back in there. You felt we, weird going back in, right? We could, but we like tried to overcompensate by apologizing and everything else, and they just are a complete fucking douche. Yeah. 
But, dude, we got ripped off at the liquor store where me and Tim Griffin worked. My man Griff yeah. took a fucking magnum of champagne over the head. Dude. Jesus. Yeah. I just, to me, Dave, lying and stealing are the same thing, and it's fucking despicable. And it's one of the main reasons that I have such a grudge with two program directors that I talk about here all the time. Because they fucking openly lied to us, looked us in the eye and lied to us. Yeah. And and that to me is just, I don't know, it's a huge thing. I I'll, I just always tell my kids, I'll never lie to you because I can't remember what the hell the lie was I told yeah. you. I'd just rather tell you the truth and work through it. So, yeah. So, yeah, I yelled at the whole house tonight. <laughs> Here's They're probably the, like, when he calls, just don't answer. <laughs> but I know I'm right across the board on all three things. Here's my favorite part of everything you've said today, because I know how your day went, uh-huh. is that three times today someone has told you, why are you yelling at me? Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, I have I have something that I would like to present. So last night on this very show, we mocked. Stephen Woods for his acceptance speech and his behavior for winning the UT radio poll. Now, I apparently said it was best morning show. Yeah. Best sports morning show. It was best sports show. I will point out that the guy who finished third does a 30-minute show once a week on Res Radio. <laughs> that gentleman beat Scott Kaplan. I will have Is to right? I will rally with Kaplan and get him back on his oh, feet. Oh fuck. But a guy who did a 30-minute show on Res Radio. Who finished second? I didn't see any of these polls. Darren. Oh, did he? Which is, Darren won last year. Darren won, and when Darren won last year, it was like the that AFI award that they do once a year on TNT, yeah. a Lifetime Achievement Award. Yeah. He wasn't quite as bad as, or, or Woods wasn't as bad as Darren. Like, Darren's acceptance speech last year was, like, I think Darren watched Matthew McConaughey when he won the no Oscar, shit. and then... Just plagiarized the whole speech. <laughs> like, my feeling on that UT award is Tom Brady's Super Bowl ring would sell for about 35 grand. If Tabitha Lipkin were to sell that plaque that she won tonight, or Steve, yeah. hey, are you getting two? I hope the <laughs> UT will put out for two. And if you're selling two, would it cover a nice dinner for you and Hannah at The Godfather? My guess is no. So that would temper a little bit of my enthusiasm. But I will say this for my boy Woods. There is nothing funnier to me, and I have said this to him, than listening to the first show that we did with him in Bubba's Garage. Yeah. Because we are so incredibly nice to him, and Steve has really done nothing in two years to earn the complete disrespect that we show him on a nightly basis. <laughs> he conti- As Dave said today... He sent us a text message. Hey, you blank. It's best sports show, not just morning show. And Dave pointed out, it's my favorite part of the day. Because Steve just drives every day, and he knows he's going to get kicked in the nuts. As I said to him this morning. And he pays for it. He pays $5 a month to be the first one to find out that he got kicked in the nuts. But I said to him, if any of these other guys on the air had Steve's sense of humor, we would spread it around. Yes. But unfortunately, he's the greatest guy in the best sense of humor. So unfortunately, he's the only one. But I did have a little bit of an epiphany tonight when it comes to Woods. You have to remember, or I need to remember, Dave, maybe you do and the audience does too, that Steve really was here, was brought here to do FM music. Yeah. Where he cut his teeth was on 94.9. They dicked him around at iHeart, right? Bounced him around a little bit. They had him on KGB. I think he had to do a couple of 80s at 8 shows on Star. (laughs) And they didn't really see what he had, but he's a sports guy, but he had never really done the sports talk format. Yeah. Then, Then he goes to 1090. When he goes in at 1090, he gets thrown into a really challenging situation, replacing Cilio. He's in the middle of that whole war between Cilio and the 1090 guys. And that's a that's a pretty big stage yeah. for a guy that hasn't done morning sports talk radio 
on a regular basis. And Steve will be the first guy to tell you, look, man, I'm a fan. I'm not the guy who can tell you who batted third for the Cincinnati Reds in the 1975 World Series. I'm a fan. I dig it. The whole thing. But he had always been a music guy, and now he's coming over. And the thing that I probably skipped over last night was, had you and I done 20 years of sports talk and then jumped over and had been the morning guys on 94.9 to get named best show, we'd be pretty fucking stoked. Probably. And Steve should be stoked. So I'm really, really happy for him. But to come on and say what I've just said is really fucking boring. But... I have something that I need to ask Dave. Okay. I believe that we said this. My birthday was about 10 days ago. Yeah. Palais and I have had a tradition for 20 years on this show. And that tradition is that at birthday time, when it's Dave's birthday in November, we go to Tommy's. When it's my birthday in September, we go to Tommy's. Nobody does gift cards. You don't have to do anything else. It's the fucking best. Mike Costa has been grandfathered into the Tommy's Club because you guys share a birthday. Yep. And Mike was kind of there when it all started. Doesn't always show up, but if Mike were to call and say, hey, man, what day is Tommy's? Mike's coming, and there's no reluctance. Ernie Martinez was in for about a year. It's kind of like when the guy from Extreme was lead singer for Van Halen. Ernie had a better perform, but Ernie came for like one time for his birthday. Yeah. Uh, John Howard, who acknowledged Tommy's 10 days ago and said, God dang, nobody at KFMB will go to Tommy's with me. I'm a Tommy's guy. I love it. The whole thing. And you and I said, you know what, John, you've been a friend for a long time. Yeah. We're bringing him in. Let me ask you this. My feeling is sincerely. There cannot be a better sign of respect from this show. We don't need to buy you a little fucking plaque. We don't need to tell you, color you blessed or surprised or whatever that shit was. That was was the embarrassing part. That was embarrassing. Well, no, what was embarrassing today was when I blamed you for the whole thing. And he writes, "Mm mm-hmm. And I said, don't ever fucking write that to me. I said, don't, don't ever send he that. Did, he did. Yeah. I said, don't ever send that text. Yeah, he again. wrote to you like he's Jack K from 227. What the fuck? Who writes that? Stupid. Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. I feel that that guy may be first ballot Tommy's member. And uh, if we bring him in. He better he, show up. Oh, he'll show up, dude. Are you kidding me? You know, he, you know what's so fucking funny. Yes, he'll show up. He 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 is he is he's, he's obviously now let me ask extremely you close to us. Yes. I think Dave, right now, with yes. respect to everybody else currently on the air, whether it's ninety seven three, whether it's extra, um, even the past ten ninety guys, all great guys, you have to have a certain screw loose that Costa has John doesn't really have a screw loose, John Howard, but we just dig the fact that he's part of the club, so yeah. he gets in. He's in for as long as he wants to go. To me, Steve checks all the boxes. Yeah, he does. So I'm saying right now, tonight, on this show, he would be, he really would be the third guy, because Mike will never show up on no, a regular Mike basis. He's probably crying right yeah. now in his car, because he's <laughs> emotional. But I'm saying right now, I think we bring Woods in as our third guy into the Tommy's Club as the ultimate sign of respect for just a guy, a really, really good dude. That means a lot to this show on the air and off the air. Okay, absolutely. Here's the best part about him winning that award, by the way. Mm -hmm. Not even close. He knows it. He won't ever admit it to his wife because he can't. Him winning that award goes to every time he doesn't want to watch his kid is I got to watch sports, right? Great. I have the number one show. I got to watch sports. Right. I have to maintain. Everybody's yeah. gunning for number one. Yes. Everyone's gunning for number one. I got to work that much harder. You got to take the kid. Yeah. I'll be upstairs with my shirt off because that's all I do is walk around this house with my shirt off. Who does that? What the fuck's wrong with this guy? Am I right on this? I'm, have you ever seen a guy that walks around more with his shirt off than this fucking guy? I'm celebrating the newest member of the Tommy's Club. <laughs> I can't bestow this honor on him and then cheap shot him two minutes later. Oh, I'll do it for a second. 
Does he walk into his bedroom, take his shirt off, and watch the Yankees? Or does he just walk around with his shirt off the whole fucking time? I refuse to insult a first ballot Tommy's member. <laughs> it's an honor. A lot of guys have had this opportunity. Think about a lot of guys that we worked with. We didn't. Darren? Yeah. Darren would go. Darren, I'm telling you. Darren wouldn't go. Darren would go to Tommy's. Marty wouldn't let him. Well, I'm not saying he would make him. Marty might not let him. Yeah, I don't know that he gets that permission slip. But Darren would be there. Darren's stories are fucking great. Yes. Darren's stories are fun. Darren is fun to hang out oh, with. Oh, he's great. He's so different. Like, the guy you hear on the air and the guy off the air, the guy in the air is really skilled as a talk show host. The guy off the air is fall down funny. Uh, but yeah, Marty may not let him go. <laughs> Cal- Wolf Woods wants to go to Tommy's, but he refuses to put a shirt on. And now he's out. He's McConaughey. I'm not going to... Fu- uh, listen, this is a big deal for us. 20 years, we've never said this is a guy that has earned that right to be part of that fucking club. That kid yeah. has earned it. I'm when, in. He's, I'm always like hanging around the woods. Always. He wrote today. So all you write, you just write the pitch for the show from last night. The John Butler comes in, fixes the Padres. There's no mention of Steve at all. The only thing he writes is a one-word answer, and he writes dick back. Yeah. (laughs) I wake up today at 6. I look at my phone, and there's just a notification, and it's one word, dick back. <laughs> and I was scrambling for the Will Ferrell clip. Is this bad? Yeah. <laughs> Is this bad? But I fucking laughed and laughed and laughed. And I wanted to just acknowledge it and do anything else. But the only thing I just wanted to do was hit like. So I just hit like. And then throughout the course of the day, you see, oh, you've got five notifications or whatever. Yeah. And it felt like, Dave, that every time I went to look at notifications, the first thing I saw was dick bags. <laughs> and I genuinely laughed every time. I laughed every... I don't even know what that means. <laughs> All I know is that he... I'm assuming it's not good. I've never seen anybody on Jeopardy win and go, dick bags! Yes! <laughs> uh, be, what is dick bags? That's what it would be on Yeah, Jeopardy. I've never seen Belichick yeah. after the Super Bowl. Uh, our offense, our defense, the dick bags, we all came together as a club. We won... Um, but all I know is that I genuinely enjoyed it a lot. But I just was like, this guy has so much more game than you and I. Because he constantly, like you said, I wouldn't pay for this shit. I don't even know what the fuck we've said. I had somebody send me a message on social media the other day. Because, goddamn, I was listening to what you said. You couldn't have been more right about this topic. Yeah. You don't remember like, discussing it. No, I was like, I don't even know what I said. <laughs> But I'm glad you liked it. I genuinely have no idea what my stance was yeah. on that particular thing. No short-term memory. That is funny. That, that is my favorite thing about Twitter. You just look at something and, and it and it makes you laugh. The the one that they kept running yesterday, people were retweeting, was remember the commercial of Cam Newton talking to the little kid? And then the little kid comes back to Cam Newton and says, so one day I'm going to be in the pros, and one day I'm going to have your job and become your mom's favorite player and the whole deal. And yeah. someone tweeted out, I never knew this kid was Kyle Allen. You know, and, but, oh. <laughs> boom, right away, Cam's Damn, out. Dude. But it, it, but it, it made me laugh. Um, I, I do have I do have a couple things I want to throw at you. I want to knock through this thing, but I'm going to ask you. I, I got I got a name for the Padres manager wise that I think would be great, but I don't know if you'd be accepted here in San Diego. I'll ask you what you think in a second. Also, Colin got, Kaepernick, and so not Colin Kaepernick to be your guy, but it, but overall, there's uh, that that's obviously a hot topic. What's going to happen with uh, with the pods? Uh, new manager, and uh, I got a military story for you that that's kind of kind of crazy. Um, want to mention the guys that helped this show go. Want to mention Brian Curry. Brian Curry again helping me sell my house, find a new place to live. He's selling real estate all over San Diego County for more than twenty years. He's really good at what he does. He even tells me he does houses in Palm Springs all the time. Oh, that'd be nice. You find the place where you need to go, the neighborhood that you want. He will find the perfect house for you. Tell you what's great about your house. Give you tips on. What you need to look for when you buy your new house. Look, his information is so valuable. Make sure you call Brian Curry if you're in a situation like me. 
619-251-1588. He also does property management, which you see a lot of people are really bad at what they do when they do it. He's great at it. 619-251-1588. Boy, Dave, I work in Carlsbad, and there's a stretch of road that I travel on a pretty regular basis, and every time I've gone by there for the last six weeks, that same for sale signs up. And you go, man, you are in a cool part of Carlsbad. How is this happening? Well, it's happening because whoever that person's agent is is giving them bad advice and not getting the deal done. The, The one thing is, and Dave's looking at it right now, which is when you make that decision to sell your house, you need to have a new place to go. Yep. And the only way you can get into place number B is to be wrapped up on place number A. And it doesn't always sync up perfectly, but the best way to make it sync up as close as it can to on time is by having a guy like Brian on your side who is watching both scenarios and taking care of both scenarios in your best interest, getting you the absolute best value for property A while finding you the absolute best property B. Man, nobody better than Brian Give them a call. Tell them Dave and Jeff sent you. Absolutely. Don't forget about Alan Taylor, Taylor and May Pools. Once you find that property, you know the perfect pool would be great. Alan Taylor is your guy. You need it. New equipment, repairs, pool resurfacing if you already have a pool. Insulation, though, he can make that dream pool a possibility. Make sure you call Alan Taylor, 619-449-4452, 619-449-4452. I think for you, it's the one thing you should find because as cool as this place yeah. is, you don't have enough of a backyard space where you go, man, I could put a pool in yep. there. Never had a house with a pool. Right. And think about that, Dave, as you look forward and you move out, you take the equity from this house and you look forward. It's one of the coolest things. I had friends of mine years ago that had pools, not nearly at the level of what Alan and his team have built, but they had a pool and all of a sudden all the kids, the grandkids were there every weekend. And it was so much fun, so much energy each and every day. And like we said, gas prices going closer to five bucks a gallon each and every day. Hotels are going up. Man, I was at a restaurant the other day. And all of a sudden, you look down at the bill, and there's like a eight percent surcharge, and it just says, "Oh yeah, we're charging you eight percent to help deal with rising costs." Wow. You're like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. Well, yeah. Get away from all that stuff. Give Alan and Amy a call. Check out our website, DaveAndJeffShow.com. Go to the sponsor page. It'll be the best call you ever make. If you're in the mood of barbecue, Jeff has told you all the yep. time his plans to barbecue has the swordfish coming real soon. Look, I tell you right now, the place to go ahead and get all your barbecue needs taken care of. It's hot sauces and more. Hot sauces and more right there on the Otai Ranch Mall. The Big Green Egg, they have that as well, and they sell meat in there. Again, the website, hotsaucesandmore.com. It's the letter N, not N, hotsaucesandmore.com. Man, I was there about 10 days ago. They have the most beautiful, insane brisket available that you can walk out with tonight. They have the Kobe beef for your grill. They've got the big green egg. They've got the hot sauces. They've got an amazing selection of barbecue sauces. Really, anything you want for your outdoor cooking, you can get, not to mention all the utensils you need for the big green egg. Um, All of them are right there, and you can get it. But I reached out to Jerry today. And I was talking to Jerry and said, hey, I need tips for for grilling swordfish. My son wants to grill swordfish. I don't like that look you're giving. I'm breathing strictly straight down. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Sugar. She walked right out here and did that. That is disgusting. I'm going to cry. You're going to make me cry. I'm going to have one eye when this ad's done. (laughs) My God, you. Yes, you hang your head in shame. I still love you, but I'm really... You let me down worse, almost as bad as your two friends did tonight. Uh, but I talked to uh, Jerry tonight. I go, hey, what's my tips for grilling swordfish? He goes, Brian's your guy. So awesome. I got to make another run by hot sauces and more. I'm going to talk to Brian, get all the details. Because coming up for a week from Sunday, I'm going to be putting a little bit of swordfish on that grill, getting it done right. Really cool. Also, don't forget about Dan, Dan Williams. Dan Williams was in here just last night. Always great seeing Dan. Dan's the guy you need to call. Again, this is a really important phone call for you to call Dan and make sure your financial needs are taken care of. What does your future look like? Make sure that Dan is the guy that will sit there and put your mind at ease. Will your money last a lifetime? 
It's easy. The phone number is 858-688-6813. Again, really important you call that number, 858-688-6813. Also, I didn't get a chance to thank Dan yesterday, but Dan walked in and also wrote a check to Jake's Projects, a very generous check, and and can't thank him enough for that as well. Not only did he write a check for Jake's Projects, but when we get our next event together, one of the coolest things we will have is a signed Bob Gibson framed picture donated from Dan Williams. Fantastic, man. Just as stand-up a guy as you're going to find. And I think when you go into business with any of the guys we've talked about, and Dan's right at the top of that list, you want to know that you can trust him, especially when you're making financial decisions, financial decisions that are going to impact your future. And when you buy a house... Man, there is nothing that impacts your future like that mortgage payment each and every month. That's why Dan's book, Borrow Smart, Repay Smart, is so vital for anybody because we see it. The market fluctuates, gas prices fluctuate, everything is fluctuating. You need to have that peace of mind to know that the bills you pay in June are going to get paid in July, August, September, and moving on. Pick up Dan's books right now, sandiegolending.us slash Dave Jeff. Then, as Dave mentioned, give him a call, 858-688-6813. Don't forget about Kyle Pfluger as well. That website just around the corner, if your business isn't doing what it's supposed to do, guess what? Kyle Pfluger is your guy to help pick that business up. The perfect website is just for you, 619-500-6621, 619-500-6621. Yeah, nothing says to your customers that you mean business like having a beautiful website. We couldn't be more proud of the website we have for the show at DaveAndJeffShow.com. And then when you look at the page that we have for the charity, when we send that out to all the great people that have helped us recently, jakesprojects.org, the guy at the helm is Kyle Fluger. He will do an incredible job for you, just like he's done an incredible job for us. Absolutely. All right, so here, here's my my name for Padre Manager, okay? All right. I threw a couple at you yesterday. You threw a couple at me. I'm going to throw two at you. The, okay. the second one, I think, is the one that you're going to get the biggest reaction from. All right, let me hear the first one. Do you have any issue at all with going with a guy like Bob Guerin, who's the bench coach for the Dodgers, used to be a manager with the A's? So San Diego he, guy. San Diego guy, and as Dave Roberts, the right-hand guy. Hmm. I, I don't know enough about his overall record. I mean, I know he's been there. I think what they're looking for, Dave, is a little bit of that in my opinion, knowing this team, how they operate, I think they're looking for a little bit of a splash. I'm not sure that Bob Guerin gives you that. Okay, so i got the splash for you right now. Let me hear it. Alex Rodriguez. Oh, wow. Um, No. Played the game recently, and I know he has some tarnish on that career. Yeah. I mean, huge name as far as people paying attention to San Diego because it's Alex Rodriguez. You get to see J-Lo at the games. Hey, man, I may get a credential again for that. Speak Spanish. Yeah, I don't think he's your guy. I think there's... If two- they hired him, would you right away... Let's say that was the guy. Would you go, what the fuck are we doing? Or would you go, that's interesting? No, I would wonder what the thinking was behind that hiring. Is there anyone that they could hire outside of boats that you aren't going to go, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, I think Joe Madden would be that guy. I think Joe Girardi. Um, Mike Matheny would be fine. John- I think all those guys are gone. I think all those guys, I think Major League Baseball is passing on those guys. John Farrell was an interesting name that was floated out there the other day. Now, I don't know that John Farrell gets an interview, but but that was an interesting name to me. Um, I think you're looking for somebody that sends a message to the team and sends a message to the fan base as well. I agree with that. I, I, yeah. I'm with you. I, I I think it's really important what it says to the fan base. Yeah, and so that's why, unfortunately, I just I don't know that a guy like a Mark Loretta, a guy like a Phil Nevin, Rod Barajas, I just I don't think those guys right now. I think because of how badly this thing came off the rails the last couple of months, that may have with no fault of their own. It may have taken them out of contention. Could be wrong, but but I think if you just kind of look at how things have have gone the last couple of years, the money put out for Hosmer, the money put out for Machado, had those deals not been made, then I'm like, shit, they're going to find Pat Murphy 
right? Yeah. Or it's going to be Loretta, or it's going to be some guy that they can get for six hundred thousand dollars. I don't think we can say that anymore. I don't think that's fair to this ownership group. They've put out a lot of money of late. Um, talking to some people that pay a lot of attention to the Angels, they tend to think that Joe Madden. They they're pretty convinced yes. Brad Osmus is going to be gone. He should be. Yeah, terrible year. I mean, had a lot of circumstances around that team that Brad couldn't control, but the things he did, he really struggled with. Absolutely. And the record's so similar to the Padres, and the Padres didn't Terrible. have Mike Trout. Yeah, you know? and so with Joe Madden being the former bench coach to the Angels, this is a name that none of us have talked about, and I don't know, maybe the number one show in, in Southern California, the Ben Higgins show, talked about it. I don't think it was Southern California. I think it was the San Diego. Well, first San Diego, then the world. Um, I don't know how much of a discussion, and again, all kidding aside, I don't know how much of a discussion they got into it, but Mike Sosha wants to get back into managing. Now, to me, that's not the guy. No, I'm with you. I, 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 here's the deal. Years ago, I would have said Mike. I would have said Girardi. I would have said yeah. all the guys you mentioned. I just think with the way they're going with computers and sabermetrics, what is it? Something like 22 out of 30 GMs have Ivy League educations. Yeah. I mean, everyone's going that route. And well, the teams that are winning, hey, you can say whatever you want about you hate today's baseball. But guess what? Those teams that are winning all do it that way. Well, the you, Astros do it that way. The Yankees, the Dodgers, they all do it through the computers. Yeah. But, I mean, Joe Madden won a couple of years ago. He, he, he won it in 2016. Yeah, it was in 20 years ago. He had a lot better team than he would have next year here in San Diego. Yeah. Uh, talking to guys that are Cubs guys today, I was like, what's the knock on Madden? And the feeling, these guys said, the feeling was that he's a little too close to the players and the front office didn't like it. I don't know that that would be a problem. No. So I, yeah, I could see how yeah. that could be a problem with Theo. I could see yeah. that. Uh, to me, though, as a manager, and we, we've talked to Boach, and we've talked, we've had Joe Torrey on there, and we've talked to guys before, and they all say the same thing when we ask this question. How many games a year are you responsible for? Mm -hmm. And they say four. Every manager says four. At 162, four. So you have to have a guy that knows the players go, I can go to that guy. You know, when things are bad, I can go to that guy. Well, Jim the, Leland, Boach, those guys were always uh, players' guys. Yeah, I I think Andy was much more responsible than just four games. Dude, the lineup is shit. I mean, we read the pitching numbers yesterday. Shit. The pitching shit. The pitching shit for the Angels. The pitching was shit for the Cubs. You know, Joe Madden's going to tell you, we lost because our pitching was shit. Well, fuck. I mean, Kimbrough fell completely apart. Kimbrough was a goddamn disaster. Cole Hamels wasn't any good. Yeah, fucking but I mean, Lester so wasn't any good. And there's no one in that pitching staff that's good. Darvish is a fucking huge mistake. Your guy. Not my guy. Your fucking Not my buddy. pal pal. He's your fucking buddy. <laughs> Not my guy. Anyway, I, I do like Joe Madden. If Joe Madden was a guy, I think it would be a blast. I think it would be exciting. Great. I think it's very, very exciting. All right, here, here's something that's interesting. I was talking to my mom the other day, and I said, hey, um, what do you been? Uh, what do you? What do you? I thought you were going to say, "What do you bench?" No, I said, like, what "Damn, do you, what do you bench?" Speak about what do you bench? You know, Brian Curry told us the other day he puts up over five hundred pounds. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, how about that shit? Yeah, you, you better, better buy that house. I'll snap your neck. Yeah, you better not <laughs> dick around. So uh, anyway, that that. So I said, "What have you been up to?" She said, "You won't believe it. I crashed a funeral." And I said, "What? I thinking, wedding crashers?" I was thinking, "Like wedding crashers? Are you going to get laid?" And I was like, "What?" Oh Jesus! And she goes. Well, here's the deal. I'm, I'm at home last night. I'm watching the news, and they run a story about a 57-year-old person from the Air Force that died in Afghanistan. Oh, wow. And um, Or he served in Afghanistan. He, he sure. died 57 years old, and he didn't have any family, and the funeral service is going to be tomorrow. Whoa. So she says, I'm going. Good on her. And so she shows up, but she said like 250 other people showed That's up, That's fucking too. great. Was, Good for her. She goes, I had nothing to do. I felt bad. The guy had no family. I showed Love up. It. And she goes, the the craziest part, I'll give the guy's name. Uh, his name was Lyndon Badgett was the person's name. Okay. okay. So he served this country in the Air Force, 57 years old. She said when they took the the casket out of the church, yeah. all of a sudden an American bald eagle showed up in the circle, no circle right above his casket. Said How it, sweet said, is said that? Said everybody like freaked out. Said it was it was crazy as hell. I love that shit, man. And uh, but I was Good for yeah, her. that's I said the same thing. Good for you. And that's it's really it, cool. it's funny. She ended up like there's a picture of her on CNN and stuff. And she no way. She goes, did you catch it? And I said, I haven't I haven't caught him on. But I, I said, you know what? Good for you. You had nothing to do. And and he saw someone without a family. And he said, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to the funeral. Good for her. And what a uh, 
You know, man, it's funny because like Thursday, one of the reasons we're here, uh, tomorrow night we're going to the Padre game. I yep. think you're in L.A. on Wednesday. You've talked about being in L.A. We were going to be here Thursday. Thursday would have been Jake's 21st birthday. And Dave mentioned this in the Bryce Miller thing. One of the, the things, there's so many elements of that story that, that are really, really tough. But I know he was sincere. Like as much as that kid joked around, I know he was sincere when he felt like nobody would show up for a funeral. He said it to me all the time. We right. literally have had this conversation a hundred times, Jake and I. Right. We would talk about it all the time. Like he just wasn't important. Yeah. And and I I had uh, a really interesting conversation at the suicide awareness walk with my friend Erica's cousin and filled in a lot of blanks for me on that story, the whole thing. And Dave, one of the most heartbreaking things that she shared with her cousin Pam was she said, oh, I can tell you right now that there are a thousand people that want me to be here forever. But unfortunately, I'm not one of them. Wow. And wow. she she lost the ability to see her own worth. Yeah. And while Jake didn't take his own life, they shared a similar... Sadness. Sadness that for two people that personally meant so much to me, meant so much to you, that just brought so much to all of us that inside they were they were fighting that. Yeah, that's why I'm like, God damn, man. That's why we tell you all the time. Check in on your friends. Make sure your friends are okay. Check in on your family. But I just think, you know, for that guy, right, that, that passed away, like what a great thing yeah. from your mom. What a great thing from your mom. And everybody else who saw that story and gave up what they were doing over the course of the day. I don't care if you had 25 things to do or if you were going to be sitting on the couch. You, you still, still got up. To do it. You got dressed for somebody you never knew. Fuck, man, if that doesn't remind you they're still good in people, I don't know what does. Yeah. And that's why, like, I've said it, just my own personal choice, why I've kind of gotten away from Twitter um, is that, like, I'm just burned out on that. Yeah. I'm just, I'm burned out on the cesspool that that's become because, yeah, I like shit like that. I like shit like that. And as much as I busted his balls, I dig when my buddy gets excited for winning an award. That's cool. That's great. That's the kind of shit. I love shit like today when I see a picture that Bo Woods gets sent on timeout and he couldn't give less of a fuck. <laughs> like that's the kind of shit, right? Yeah. Other friends of mine are like, God damn, I didn't even know my dog got knocked up and I came in today and there's two puppies on the rug. What the fuck? You're like, what? That's great. And... uh like my buddy Nick Albert, who listens to this podcast every night from London. Nick's got a dog, Lily, and he goes, this fucking dog hates getting a bath and loves getting dirty. Oh, that's this funny. goddamn dog will roll in shit, yeah. stink up, and then if, if Nick goes to give her a bath, she freaks the fuck out. Yeah. And uh, like, dude, there's so many good things that I've just checked out on the bad. Good and so yeah, it's just it's much better. It is much better. Much more That's fun. That's why a lot of people don't watch the news anymore. Yeah. I just, and so, yeah, I don't care. I mean, you guys can do whatever the fuck you want. I, I don't need to be your moral compass. If that's how you find excitement, go ahead. Who the fuck am I to tell you how to live your life? I just don't watch it anymore because I just hit the wall with yeah. it. But but I think shit like your mom, uh, what, what other people have done out there, really, really cool. And again, I'm going to say this for a few people. I've seen a handful of you try to add me on Facebook. I don't add anybody on Facebook. That is strictly about my kids. And with all respect, I couldn't give less of a fuck what anybody thinks about them. That's for my family and for them. So no offense. Don't be offended. I'm not going to try to add you on Facebook. Just don't. That's where shit's written about them. And that's family stuff. Whatever I do on social media, Twitter, what's ever left of it. That's wide open. Don't be offended. But I just, that's pretty closed group that's in there. No disrespect to any of you, but but there's a line for me. And especially when I've seen shit that's been written to Dave, when I see shit that's been written to Mike or anybody else over the years, I'm not saying any of you would do any of that. A lot of you are really, really great people. That's just a door I don't feel like opening. Good for you. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Dave, listen, 
Tomorrow night, we'll see at the Padre game. For your entire family, man, this Thursday night, understand one thing. The entire city of San Diego and anybody who listens to this podcast has your back. I will be heartbroken on Thursday because I can't even begin to imagine what the fuck we would have done for that guy's 21st birthday. Kind of interesting because he was never a drinker, but at the same time, we're going to have a drink for him. We're going to have a drink for him, and uh, I honestly, it's really, really crazy because it would have been yeah like that guy's 21st birthday with all respect to josh whose birthday it was yesterday um like it would have just been yeah. it would have been great we would have done something cool and the thing is and i know you feel the same way the thing that really would have been great about his 21st birthday should have been a celebration of what a great year the last year was 100%. as he continued to win a battle that he had finally gotten a hold of. Yep. And the fact that he's not here to celebrate it with us, I have a feeling he's looks at, what the fuck? <laughs> Dude, what the fuck? Were you going to bring me to Nina Hartley's house? <laughs> oh, fuck. Was I going to meet Brandy Love? My fucking dad would be sitting there wrecking it. Fucking guy. Dude, it's my birthday. Yeah, I just, I can hear him right now. I'd be like, dude, we are sneaking you out to Mexico, and we're going to figure out, is there really a donkey show? What the fuck's going on with that painted zebra? We're going to do tequila vias. Tweet, 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 tweet. We're going to wonder why those fucking trannies are standing under the staircases. We're going to find all of it. We're going to eat 19 bacon dogs and shit. Uh, hope to God that Jeff Isaac can get us out of jail if we get bailed out down there. So uh, we're going to let Dave and his family figure it out on Thursday. If you are somebody that just has an occasional drink, we don't care what it is, but I would just say if you can find it on Thursday night, put your beer up, put your drink up. His, His Twitter was Alpha Tweets. The hashtag that we use is JP25. Believe me, nobody deserved it more than that fucking kid. He fought an incredibly hard, tough battle for the first 19 years and eight months of his life. And for the last four months, he was really putting it together uh, until October 30th. But it doesn't change the fact he turns 21 on Thursday night. We love him. We miss him very much. Dave, my best to you and your family. Uh, We'll think about him. And if people want to send something on social media... Toast a beer to a really good kid or however you want to celebrate. Uh, We'd appreciate it. We'll see you back here Sunday night. Cool. Thank you. When I got the news today, I didn't know what to say. So I just hung up the phone. I took a walk to clear my head And this is where the walk-in led Can't believe you're really gone Don't feel like going home So I'm gonna sit right here On the edge of this pier And watch the sunset disappear Drink a beer Funny how the good ones go Too soon but the good Lord knows The reasons why I guess Sometimes a greater plan It's kind of hard to understand Right now it don't make sense I can't make it all make sense So I'm gonna sit right here On the edge of this pier And watch the sunset disappear a bit
Drink a beer. 